The League of Women Voters and the Recording Library of West Texas present Tall City Elections. Here are your hosts, Abby Wiggum and Trish Spate. Welcome to another episode of Tall City Elections podcast. I'm Abby, and with me co-hosting is... Trish. And with us on the show today, we have... Jack Ladd. Wonderful. Um, So this program is dedicated to providing information about the upcoming local elections for our community as we make it accessible to our listeners who are visually impaired. The Tall City Elections 2019 podcast is a collaboration between the Recording Library of West Texas and the League of Women's Voters. We want to thank all of our supporters for helping us make this possible. So we're going to go ahead and get started. First of all, I read that you were a fourth generation Midlander. Oh, look at you. Is you that, did your homework. I, I say I read that. I think I watched a video on it, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. My brother made those videos. Oh, very nice. I know. Tell yeah. him good job. Yeah. Good job, brother. Yeah. Good job, brother. <laughs> D- he, his name is Douglas, but we call him Dougie. Even when he was, even when he was, when he was like 12, we were like, you should start going by Doug. And he was like, nah, man, I'm Dougie. I love and that. To this day, he's Dougie. Well, like a rapper. Yeah, no. <laughs> Dougie, you did a good job on the videos. But yeah, go. no, fourth generation Miller. So going back one is my dad, Jack Ladd Sr. He was an attorney here in town. And then he worked at UTPB as the dean of the business school. And then before, and then my mom, of course, president of the junior league and a teacher. Before that, my grandfather, Walter DeVerlad, and I've gotten to hear so many things from, I go block walking every day. Okay. And from some of the, some of my more spirited conversations have been about how my grandfather spanked them because he was a principal. Oh, wow. (laughs) And I was like, well, we have that in common. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) (laughs) And he was a principal at Bowie Elementary. And then uh, also, I believe it. Wes, but he later in life, and and you couldn't do this today, just decided he was going to become an architect and literally just became an architect. Okay. Yeah. And before that was my, uh, my grand, well, my grandmother, Tiny, and she was a homemaker. And then my, her father, Frank Smith, my great grandfather owned uh, Midland's first grocery store. Wow. Do you yeah. know what the name of it oh was? Oh my gosh, you put me on the spot. I don't know the I think okay. it was Smith Groceries. Okay. I think. So cool. And they would actually deliver groceries to your door. The very first grocery store yeah. in England. Yeah. Cool. And they had like a refrigerated cart or something that would deliver it. That's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, I thought so too. So it was cool. like throwback to what That's we cool. do so now. So you beat me by one generation cuz I'm oh, third generation. In your face. <laughs> in your face. You win. <laughs> so in your district that you're represent that you're running to represent is district three, and so the way I describe it to people is it it's a massive district, and I I've gone all over it. Like I said, I block walk every day except for Sunday. I don't do it on Sunday, but it goes basically from the Museum of the Southwest to Goddard Junior High School, and then I know right, and then it goes basically from Lee High School all the way to Big Spring Street. So it's got both high schools in it. It's got the hospital in it. It's got downtown in it, two junior highs in it. It's it's a big district. And it's almost all residential. It's I mean, it's just there's almost no there's business on it. It's got Wadley. Who is who's our current city council? Charla Hodgkiss. Okay. Yeah. And she's stepping and down. She's so retiring. it's a yeah, yeah. Open okay. seat now. And are you, I don't know because there's so many of y'all running in District Three and District Four. Yeah. So how many opponents do you have in district three <laughs> i've got four other than myself wow yeah it's it's five total 
I see a runoff. Yeah, actually, it's a plurality. So <laughs> oh, really, most votes win. Thank goodness. Just a okay. yeah, it's just a majority yeah. wins. Yeah, majority okay. wins. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What prompted you to run for city council? Well, I, I'm glad you asked. So, in, over the last year and a half, I'm an attorney, and uh, along with Novert Morales, who's the the mayor's younger brother, uh, we have our own law practice. So. It's kind of a biz. It's a no. It's just a business for us, you know. And so we have our employees, and our employees are paralegals. And I've lost three excellent paralegals, not to my competitors, but I lost them to Round Rock, to El Paso, and to uh, and to um, what was the other one? Sam Marcus. And uh, I was like, you know, what is happening? And and not. I mean, I lo- I I really enjoyed not only working with them, but they were very excellent employees. And um, so I, I started looking into, you know, rent and everything because that's why they had all three told me why they had left. So mm-hmm. I was like, how bad are rent prices here? And, I, you know, I'm blessed. Now. I've got a house and I pay a mortgage, but I, I haven't had to rent here. And so I started looking. It's the highest rent in the whole state, period. Mm-hmm. More than I'm not more than Austin, more than Dallas. More, I mean, I was shocked. Yeah, absolutely shocked. To see that. And I was like, well, what is the holdup here? So I started doing some research and I I, I went up to the city and I, I talked to Chuck Harrington up there. Then I went to talk to some developers here in town. And I was and, and you know, the, basically the developers were telling me from plat to building a house or an apartment, it's 22 months in Midland, Texas. That's the average time. Mm-hmm. And they told me in Houston, it's seven months. Wow. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a huge problem, a huge difference. Like, why are, and I was like, is it because we don't have as many contractors out here? And they were like, no, no, no. We have adequate contractors. We have adequate workers. They told me that it's, it's that there are five different departments over, uh, housing when you want to build a house and, and, and they're kind of independent of each other. And and that that can provide issues. So wh- that that is really when I decided that I was going to get into this race was I was just like, this is something I really think we need to fix just for my not only for my business sake, but my friend's sake. Right. Well, so what what are you going to propose whenever you mm-hmm. if say you get elected? What are some of your first steps? How are you going to tackle this issue? OK, I'm glad you asked, but get ready. It's going to take me like five minutes to explain. Perfect. OK, <laughs> we, okay. Got, we got time. OK, I'll just warn your listeners, you know, maybe get some coffee <laughs> yeah. or something. <laughs> so here here's my here's my deal. My thing is, is that first off, I while I am supporting the school bond, my wife works at MISD. My mom was a teacher and I, I went and visited one of my friends that is a teacher at Midland High School, and I was giving a little talk about civics and stuff, and he had 50 kids in his class. 50. I mean, it's just too many. Mm-hmm. And I, that's when I was convinced to do that. But that said, of all of my opponents, of the three that I believe have proposed a plan, I'm not proposing, I'm the only one not proposing any new tax increases or any new debt incurred for Midland. I think we're taxed enough. I think we've got enough burden right now. My my current paralegal has a home and she lives paycheck to paycheck because of the taxes. And so I I live I mean not live. I work with someone. Feels like living when you work, yeah, you know, I mean as an attorney you work at your pretty work long family. hours. Yeah, your family. I don't want my paralegal to get kicked out of her house. So I'm going to have a constant source of inspiration to be a fiscal conservative. Because there's someone I 
desperately care about and want to see succeed mm-hmm. that depends on it not going up anymore. Right. So here's the thing. Here's my plan. And this is why it, I, I don't believe it's going to, I mean, I, I'll lay out for you the costs. So we are landlocked in Midland. It's surrounded by oil and gas wells. And, you know, we're a victim of our own success, which makes developing very difficult in any direction but east. And that's uh, actually fortunate for us because we just secured funding from the state to complete Loop 250 East. So now the loop will basically actually be a loop. Right. And it doesn't take any, I mean, it, 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 you know, if you've traveled on Loop 250, you know that on either side of the loop, there are businesses on either side and lots of them. And behind those businesses are tons and tons of homes and people that want to be close to the main artery of Midland, Texas. So my proposition is this. I say it's my plan called Go East Young Man. And <laughs> I know I'm a nerd. Well, that's good. So the reason I'm saying that is that what I am planning to do, and I've talked to developers, and um, I, what I'm hoping to do is through a public-private partnership with the city, with the county, and with the local developers, I want to create master plan neighborhoods to the east of Midland. Now, what we're going to do, it's going to be kind of a, you know, we're going to, what we'll do as the city and what they're, what I'm talking to county folks about doing, and they had an $80 million surplus this year. So between the two of us, I think we can fund this thing. And what I mean is, in order to get the development out there and to proceed with the development, we're going to need infrastructure ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So my plan is to exp- extend our road systems, our water system, our sewer systems, all eastward up to East Loop 250, which will be completed within next two, three years, my understanding. And I think we'll see a surge of development in that area. Now, one of the reasons that housing costs and our, our ad valorem taxes are so high is that there isn't enough housing, which has caused our, you know, our prices to skyrocket. And there, and because ad valorem is based on the valuation of your home, your taxes have skyrocketed as well. So my goal is to increase our tax base, thereby lowering our property taxes. And how much is this going to cost? I have estimated, and speaking with several people, around $29 million. That's going to be about $6 million for the water infrastructure, wastewater, sewer, that infrastructure we're going to need to take it all the way out there. It's going to be another $2 million for an additional water tower because our water pressure is already bad. Uh, I'm not going to make it worse. So we're going to need a water tower. So that's $8 million. Then the rest is going to be our road infrastructure that we're going to be doing out there. So that that's kind of the gist. And it's not going to require us to ask for one of my opponents is saying we need to raise, what is it called? The, it wants to repave every mo- road in Midland. And uh, I actually did the math on that. I went out and talked to some developers that actually build roads here in Midland. To do that would cost, it's $15.50 per square yard. That's the, the current city contract with these developers. So one mile of road to do what, and this is just for maintenance. This isn't even reconstructing <laughs> new it. Roads, right. right. This is two, that's $236,000, okay, for one mile. We have 651 miles of road in Midland. 
So a conservative estimate, this is not replacing the roads. A conservative estimate is $153,896,000 is his proposition. And uh, that's the conservative one. If you're actually going to replace roads, you're looking closer to a half a billion dollars. Yeah. Uh, we we can't afford to do that, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I know Kim, my assistant, can't afford to do that. Right. Sorry, Kim. I didn't mean <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, What I am proposing will be well within our budget. Mm-hmm. And I think we'll have the effects. Oh, oh sorry. One other thing sure. that I wanted to bring up. The housing, the, the master plan development will require the developers to set aside land for schools, for parks. For businesses and that the lots be smaller so that they will encompass homes of under two hundred thousand dollar listing value because we've got to get our teachers and our mm-hmm. and our first responders a place to live they deserve that so so like i know when uh i lived when we moved back here 20 years ago we moved on a new street and um the developer had to put in the streets mm-hmm so are you proposing that the de- the developers once they once the city has started that infrastructure build that they will pay their part is oh, it like absolutely. half yeah that arrangement will stay in place we okay. we will be doing the major arteries that's what we'll be doing you and, and and some secondary arteries so to give you an example a major artery is obviously like Garfield Midkiff a secondary artery you'd probably be looking at something like Missouri or Neely or Illinois, mm-hmm. we'll be doing things like that. And but all, any residential street is going to be the responsibility the of the developer. developer. Okay, <laughs> I'm struggling because in your answer, you you, you answered, answered a, lot a lot of a lot of the, my I, questions. I, I so. ran into so I got that. I got there's three questions that the <laughs> the uh, League of Women Voters submit that we all had to do. And the last two questions were like, well, "What are you going to do with infrastructure? What are you going to do with housing?" And I was like, "My plan, I, I can't." separate my right. answer for those two because they are so entwined with each other that it would be impossible for me to right. make clear sense of it without telling you the whole picture. Well, I have a, this. Okay. So you're the district three rep, but obviously you're talking about an area that doesn't, that's not in district three. That's correct. So how, what do you see as it being any, aside from this overreaching problem that we all know, mm-hmm. are there any issues specific to your district that you're interested in helping out on? Uh, Well, here's the thing that's my district is unique in Midland period because it's landlocked. It's the, Mm -hmm. it it is the only district that touches every other district. Okay. So we're not for the most part, uh, this is speaking generally, there's not going to be any new houses in district three unless they destroy an existing house or there's a, you know, a vacant lot. Right. What will help my voters is lowering their property taxes. The other thing that will help my voters, I'm glad you brought that up, is every, you know, Midland Midland is a big small town. You know, it, it takes about 10 minutes to, you know, on a on without bad traffic to get from one end to the other 10 15 minutes. So, I mean, here's the thing. When when a district 3 voter leaves the the district, which they pretty much have to do to go to work, to go downtown, to get on the loop, you leave District 3. They're going to enjoy the benefits of these things that are outside of their district. Here's one example. One area that I am going to spend money is going to get our police. They're 46 officers short. We're already seeing the effects of that. Property crimes are above the state average right now. And the thing that really grinds my gears, so to speak, is when I'm on the loop and there's reckless drivers. Mm -hmm. I mean, nuts drivers going like 80, 90 miles an hour 
And it's not that the police wouldn't stop that person if they were there. There's just they're stretched too thin. Right. I want. So my goal is to get enough police to protect our roads so that we don't have these nut people. They're going 100 miles an hour on Andrews Highway or Loop 250. That's why we need more police in addition to the property crimes and that that stuff. So I think that, you know, these macro issues will directly affect the voters of District 3. Mm-hmm. Sure. How do you plan to involve residents in the decision-making process in Midland? Mm. Well, I think I've already begun to do that <laughs> because I've uh, I've reached out at this point. Like I said, I, after work at five o'clock, I go block walking. And I do that till about seven, seven thirty, depending on if I feel like I'm on a roll. And the weather. And the weather, because uh, <laughs> are you is, counting your steps? I oh, Fitbit. oh, okay, good, good, just <laughs> no, making sure. Yeah, no, I, I I'm averaging uh, eighteen thousand steps a day. Wow. Yeah, so it's I've lost twenty pounds. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Wow. Yeah, it's yeah, but the the thing is that um, uh, if if you've got if if your voters or I'm sorry if your listeners have received I I brought my little door knocker if you receive one of those on your door it's because my wife or i put it there we don't hire people to do it we don't have other people do it for us we talk to the voters directly and i'll tell you what i have learned so much because you can talk about the macro issues all day but to me what really makes a good city council person is that they listen to the micro Mm-hmm. And I, 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 and so every time I go out, I bring a little notebook with me and I write down something that I was like, if I heard their problem and I was like, that's a legitimate problem, I wrote it down. For example, I was walking on, uh, you know, you guys know where the duck pond is, mm-hmm. right? So it's off A Street. That's what we call it. Is that what's the official name of that's that? That's what pond? I call Wadley it. Wadley Baron. Wadley Baron. I had no idea. I did not know that. <laughs> I've either. been here twenty eight years. I grew up here. Yeah, that's Wadley Baron Park. There, there's just certain things in Midland that you know you just have a name for. Like yeah. when, on the there was the Pepto Bismol House. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you know the duck pond. Like I'm trying to think. There was you, like yeah. If I said Wadley Baron Park, everybody would just like, like stare. what? what are you talking like, about? I have no idea what, what that is. is what it is new? that? Wadley Baron. You're gonna have to give me yeah. directions. Like, yeah. When I was a kid, there weren't ducks. There was no no water. Nor there was ducks. no water. No ducks. Oh, that's so sad. It was, it's so no, nice. it was fun. It was just a big grassy pit. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, yeah. Well, that's one. You know, just uh, this kind of off topic, but I'm on the Parks and Rec board. <laughs> The City Parks and Rec Board. I'm very passionate about parks, by the way. Love parks. Love to bike. Love to go. We we bike to the farmer's market, the one at the Museum of the Southwest. You know, I love those community mm-hmm. settings. One thing that I have a beef about with our parks is that our parks are, um, I feel like we can maintain them better. You know, they're just brown. And that's not pleasant for anybody. And uh, one of the problems that was brought up to me, there's a park on, oh gosh, it's, uh, I want to say it's Boyd. It's on Boyd and uh, it's off of, it's off of Garfield on the, what would that be? That'd be the Western, West of Garfield Boyd. There's a park. And I talked to a guy there and he was like telling me that he was like, well, there's, um, it was just brown. And so I was like, we had, why don't we have sprinklers? And it turned out they did have sprinklers, but they were broken. Oh. Yeah. And so those are the little things that I think a city councilman should pay attention to because that's how you really improve quality of life. Also, there's some really bad dilapidated houses on D Street that a lot of people were worried about. 
that were causing problems. Uh, I mean, those oh, are know, just yeah, examples. I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. While we're talking about infrastructure and parks, one idea that I know came up in the last year that I just thought of when you were talking about the parks was having free Wi-Fi. Mm. And I think it's a great idea, but that's just my personal opinion because I know there's people who can't afford Wi-Fi at the mm-hmm. like kids who are in mm-hmm. school and maybe they don't have Wi-Fi at their house. And if they could walk to their neighborhood park to submit their papers or do their research or whatever, I would love to do homework in a park. <laughs> yeah. That'd be so I mean, cool. I think it goes to quality of place. Idea. So I kind of get what you're saying. It'd be nice if it was green grass, too. So actually, one of the things I never get to talk about this because I my explanation for my plan so long, I never get to go into what my other ideas that I have that I want to do. One of the things I'm also really passionate about <laughs> is 21st century infrastructure, like what you're talking about, because it drives me nuts because we'll be watching Hulu at home and it just stops. Yeah. You know, and part of that is because in my area, I can only get suddenly. That's mm-hmm. I literally mm-hmm. they have a monopoly on my street, mm-hmm. which kind of drives me nuts and it makes it really hard to fix things. So what I am really hoping to do, my goal, this is just side side note. I'd love to see Midland become the first 5G city of its size in the country. I and I've already started talking to people at AT&T about, you know, why don't we experiment out here to see how the market would adapt to a smaller community and and for those who don't know what 5G is, you know what 4G is, but 5G is like so beyond the next level of 4G. 5G allows for driverless vehicles, which would benefit, I think, our elderly people immensely. If you think about, I mean, looking forward, if we get to the point where we have driverless vehicles and we're already pretty much there with, with Tesla, I think what we could do to save money for, for public transportation, but that's only available with 5G. Also, you can literally have the best doctor in the world perform surgery on you from New York City here in Midland with 5G technology. That's that's how amazing this is. And that's why I'm going to adamantly, you know, as a side project to my roads and other things, be trying to get 5G to Midland. So one thing that a lot of our listeners have to deal with on a daily basis is Mm. transportation. Mm. Okay, we all do, and we get frustrated with it right now. But it's especially hard for them. They use public transportation. What are your thoughts in general about public transportation, the easy rider? Mm. Um, Do you have any thoughts about how we could possibly improve that in the future? Well, yeah, obviously, I think most people would always want to, you know, more buses so that, you know, you cut the time down. Yeah. Um, There's a bus stop right by my house on Neely. I go past it every day. And, um, you know, I go, I I, I hate bragging about this, but my commute's two minutes. I literally live two minutes from my house. I brag about mine, too. Mine's three minutes. Yeah. So sorry, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, uh, you know, sometimes I'll go back and forth because I forgot something at the house and 20 minutes have gone by and that same person's at the bus stop. Yeah. So I'm also, I'm on the board of the Midland Aphasia Center. And uh, for those who don't know what that is, that's, uh, it's it's mostly associated with stroke victims. People. Uh, we actually do a book club um, oh, for the wonderful. Aphasia Center. Yeah, oh. we provide the audio books for their book club. It's a communication therapy group, yeah. but it's a book club. Oh, it's yeah. a wonderful it center. Great. It uh, great you should donate money to it immediately. <laughs> uh, I'm passionate about it because my dad had aphasia. And so most of our 
parishioner or per, what, what would the term be? Um, patrons. patrons yeah. Most of our patrons at the aphasia center are reliant on transportation. So I'll be very, I'll have a very good ear to the ground being at the aphasia center for how well it's working. I feel mm-hmm. because, you know, we go there twice a month and, you know, we'll meet with that and I'm sure they're going to tell me about it. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. So I, 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 I haven't used it, but I was so happy when they got it. I was like, that. it's about time we had that here in Midland. I'm glad to see people are using it, too. So, uh, you know, sometimes, I, I, yeah, I, that that's pretty much the gist. I, I'm very happy we have it. And if, if we need more buses, then we need more buses. We need more buses. I think that we could also help out with a like a focus group on transportation. Mm. <laughs> there's a there's some meetings every once in a while. The, the state will come in. Um, mm-hmm. So the other thing is the the infrastructure for that like you know some of those bus stops don't have a bench or covering or or anything it's just the bus stop you're right oh my gosh i how did i just realized that and that so, so whenever true. the weather is extreme whether it's extremely oh, cold or really hot and they're out there waiting 45 yeah, we're gonna have minutes to rectify that yeah yeah oh my gosh I, you're so right it just has the pole mm-hmm yeah, which is fine if it's a day like I guess tomorrow we're supposed to have good yeah. weather. And you have a blanket. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. It's that's definitely something that we hear and that affects people's lives on a daily basis. But I also think it's something that, you know, everybody's has trouble with uh employees. Transportation <laughs> would also help like people when you know when you when you are hiring someone new, you you always are asked, you know, do you have reliable transportation? Well, right now if you're using public transportation, I'm not sure that that's always reliable. So it might help. It's just something that's been on my mind. I think it would be helpful to everybody in Midland, businesses and, and oh, everything. Yeah. yeah. Well, and also we have we have listeners who live in Odessa. They'll they live in like West Odessa, mm-hmm. and they have to come all the way to Midland, and it takes that's them, a long trip. It's a long it's trip, like an hour and a half. It t- well, it actually takes them like three to four hours. Oh, wow. So they leave super early and it, it's like four stops. It's like $10 a day, basically, Shoot. to tran- like, yeah, to yeah. travel that distance. And yeah. so anyways, I... Uh, That's too much. It's it's a lot. And I think... And all that to go to work. Right. And right. I know that it's going to take a long time to make changes that will benefit this system. But I think it's good for our listeners and everyone to hear that, hey, we're thinking about it and we're absolutely. we're looking at ways to make changes. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. I mean, it would totally benefit employers because their employee wouldn't be so exhausted right. when they get there. Right, definitely. Well, I thought of one other thing when I was thinking about District 3. So mm-hmm. Char- I know Sharla uh, was uh, on the board of Keep Mill and Beautiful and everything. Mm-hmm. So, And we're in the same building with um, Keep Mill and Beautiful. So we hear a lot about recycling and that being an issue with, especially with, and I'm going to call myself out as the old person um, here, but especially with younger families who are moving here, do you see a need for a different approach to recycling and sanitation in the city for your residents in district three? Absolutely. I think it should exist. First of all, (laughs) I haven't mentioned that I'm, I'm an Eagle scout. I'm a scout. And one of the things they teach you in the boy scouts is to be a conservationist. That's why Teddy Roosevelt is one of my favorite presidents. And he's the one who created the national park system. 
Yes. No, I would I would actively try to bring back recycling. My my question though would be, and I I, I regret to inform I, I I need to bone up on recycling and 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 in Midland because I I actually have this. You guys surprisingly are the first person people to ask me about it. <laughs> so I have I I've yet to not a big really issue. dive into <laughs> it as much as I would like to. Issue when you're going door to door in District Three, yeah. And I'm just thinking because that everybody's just sort of used to it being sure. the way it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I guess my first question would be, what is the cost? Yeah. You know, that's the, that's going to be my first question. Yeah. Uh, if it is prohibitive, then, you know, we got to do what we got to do. Because obviously, if, if it's the choice between someone losing their home because they can no longer afford it due to taxes, then I'm going to not pick recycling. I'm sorry. But if it's something we can afford to do, that would be something that would be a high priority for me. Because, But my question is, my understanding is that most of our country's recycling was going to China and China has stopped taking it as of yes. what, like a few months ago. Yeah. So where does it go now? That's yeah. my next question is, can we even send it somewhere? So I, I have a lot of questions about recycling before I could really give you an, uh, an educated answer on that. Sure. Yeah. That makes sense. Another issue that we have been um, discussing with some other, like one of the mayoral candidates, and mm. and I, I think that um, Mayor Morales had mentioned that a new senior center building. I don't know what the details of that plan are, but obviously you've already kind of stated your priorities mm. and you're interested in that. The quality of life for our seniors, where do you see that as a priority for you and your district? Would you want a new senior center in your area? Do you think it should be city or maybe public-private partnership to get there? Um, I don't really, I haven't read much about the mayor's plan, so I'm just Mm -hmm. off the top of my head. I I think, well, one, I think you know my district would love to have a senior center. Right now, I think the Racket Club is serving as that for our for my wealthier (laughs) for my wealthier (laughs) constituents. But, uh, <laughs> but yes, the, uh, no, I think they'd love to have one. <laughs> I think it's less likely that that would happen, though. I think it's more likely we'd see it go north of town or or possibly east of town. I will say this, even though I'm a, a millennial, technically, I guess I'm a millennial. I was born in 1984. And I'm still the oldest person in the race. <laughs> but I actually, despite being a millennial, know how to play dominoes and I know how to play bridge. <laughs> Wow. Yes. That's impressive. My grandmother taught me yeah. both of those. Yeah. Treva Fradenberg taught me that. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I, I think that'd be great. I, I just don't know if District 3 would be the place for it. I, sure. I mean, just because I don't know where we'd put it. Right. Sure. Yeah. It's mostly residential area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I understand that this is kind of a sensitive subject, but we want to talk a little bit about gun control and gun mm-hmm. safety and just what your general thoughts are about that, especially just considering some of the, the recent incidents here mm. in Midland. Oh, so, yeah. Boy, that was scary. Yeah, I was I was at home when that happened watching CBS 7 when they went off the air. I don't know if y'all. Oh, yeah, when Jay mm-hmm. Hendricks yeah. was like, I'm not leaving. And yeah. then they were yeah. like, no, you have no. to run, duck and cover <laughs> yeah. and get out of the studio. Yeah, uh, that was that was absolutely crazy. I mean, that really showed me. Um, how it, I, I don't know if you guys experienced this, but I was receiving text messages, obviously from out of town. You know, are you okay? Yes. Sure, everybody's but, mom called them. But the crazier ones were from in town. And I was hearing, oh, there's a shooter at the Midland Mall. Oh, there's a shooter at Midland Synergy. I, I heard there's a shooter downtown at the bank. 
like I mean, literally, I was I don't know if y'all were receiving those mm-hmm. too, but there's a lot of rumors. Yeah, there was so many rumors. It completely shut down everything. My take on that incident was I would be in favor of a uh, text message based system. I mean, we we when I was at University of Texas, we had that there. And I was fortunate we didn't have a scare like that there, but there was a text message system that should that happen, it would tell you precisely where not to be. Right. Um, so and and actually we were talking about that at Republican Women's yesterday, the forum there. So yeah, I would definitely be in favor of that. As as far as my take on the Second Amendment, well, I'm an attorney. I strongly believe in a person's right to own a gun. I believe in background checks for sure. I don't want, you know, some nut getting a gun. And I think we, I, I'd be, I'd be good. I'd be okay with a universal background check. But as far as limiting guns, uh, I, I don't, I don't prescribe to that. Perfect. Yeah. Any other questions? Th- thanks for your candor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two more questions. If you received a $1 million grant to use for the city any way you wanted, how would you use it? Oh, wow. Well, I'd, I'd use it for roads, period. I, I mean, <laughs> that sounds so nice, you know? I mean, I it'd be fun if it was limited to something that I would really love to see in Midland, like better parks, you know, splash pads at every park, something fun. That sounds so nice. But that's not our priority, so it, it'd probably go to roads, sadly. Sadly. <laughs> sadly. I would, no, it would go I to think, fixing potholes. I think we, a lot of us would re- rejoice with that. So, yeah. Um, okay, and last one. Where are some of your places to spend time in Midland? Oh, that's an interesting question. Okay. Uh, oh, I can tell you all my favorites. Okay. <laughs> my favorite is that wildlife preservation area out by I-20. Love that. Only thing I wish was it, you could bring your dogs. Mm. You can't bring dogs out there. I, I guess it makes sense. There might be snakes. I, I don't. I don't think my dogs would react well to snakes. <laughs> I think that they would. One would probably jump in, and the other would be like, uh. mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, "I love that area. I love the Museum of the Southwest area. I like the uh, like I was saying the um, Saturday Farm to Market. Oh, I love that. So fun." I love all those community things like that because I, I wish we had more of those. Have you ever gone to the urban market at night? The urban market? No. Where is that? Uh, so I think it's over on like Colorado. Oh, Colorado. Colorado. Okay. But it's it's in like, Texas. yeah, it's at night time. Oh, wait, yes, I have. Okay. Yeah. At night. Oh, that was so fun. Yeah. I just never know when it is. Yeah. That's. No, I just, if, I just if see it on was Facebook. like, hey, yeah. heads up, we're going to the urban market. I'd be like, yeah, <laughs> I'm going too. <laughs> Oh, okay. One other thing that I wish we had more of, dog parks. Mm. I'm a big... How many? We have one? Mm-hmm. Just one? Oh, oh no. Oh, well, no. We, we have two. two. We have yeah, two. One's at A-Bell, around A-Bell. Is, oh, okay. And then well, I thought there was one at Beale Park. And the other oh, one's at Oh, you're right. Hogan. It's Beale. And then I knew one was at Hogan. Yeah. But yeah. Beale Park. Sorry. And where? Which one's Beale Park? It's the one that... Oh, wow. It's okay, not in my so, district, so... No, not it's not. It's definitely not in your district. It's very... It's on the edge. It's like across the... Like on the inside part of the loop and Highway 80. Oh, like I drive that past that all the time because yeah. on my way to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love Chick-fil-A, man. I, I used to... I worked there in high school and everyone was like, aren't you sick of it? I was like, no, I love it even more. <laughs> Because it was clean. Like, I, 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 I can, uh, I mean, okay. if it's the same as it was when I was working there, 
you are safe to eat there. But I came home smelling like chicken. And I gained forty pounds working there because I would I'd have to test the nugs. Oh yeah, oh know, yeah. Make sure <laughs> make sure they were up to our standards. I love that. Cool. Okay, yeah. Well, you work with Novert, so do you go to Gerardo's a lot? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, I don't go to Gerardo's. That's a constant complaint of of Jerry. And the entire Morales family yeah. that I don't go to Gerardo's enough, but I smell Gerardo's every yeah, day on my way to work. Right so I was like, well, I go in there whenever Novert's in town. Sure. That's funny. <laughs> but I do go, I go to his other place, Mulberry Cafe. Yeah. Did you go to Midland High or Lehigh? Midland High. You went to Midland High. I, went, I graduated in 02. 02. Yeah. We were terrible at football. Back then, and then the year I leave, the year I leave, we go to the state oh, yeah, championship. Yeah, that, that, that was that was about the yeah. time that we moved back here. So. Yeah. Did you go to Midland High? Mm -hmm. Cool, awesome. Okay, well, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for um, having me. So, how can our listeners, if they want to learn more information, like, can they get a hold of you or? Oh yeah. Okay. So let me give them all the information. I've got a Facebook page. That's the Jack Ladd campaign. My website is ladformidland.com, and I've got several videos on there, so you can just listen to them. I think I've got about four or five talking about housing and what, what all the big issues. Oh, if you want to email me, I, I'm jack at ladformidland.com. If you want to call me, my number is 432-570-1499, and those are probably all of the best ways to get in touch with me, I would say. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, thank you again so much for joining us. You bet. And I hope you get 18,000 steps. Is that right? Yeah. 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 I'm keep, a, I'm at, keep on walking. Yeah, I'm getting close. I've got, Well, I've got to go block walking. I usually get, I'm going later today. I'm actually going to Louisiana Street today. Okay. You okay. know, by the Baptist Church. Mm -hmm. That's. I've hit almost all of District 3. That's my, my last bastion that has yet to yeah. that's take, take that's, a, that's an impressive commitment. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, but it's worth it. I've learned a lot from it, so Great. it's going to make me a better councilman, I think. Awesome. But well, thanks, guys. Well, we wish Excellent. you the best. Good luck. Thank you for joining us for Tall City Elections, a presentation of the League of Women Voters and the Recording Library of West Texas.